Welcome to Praying the Psalms. My name is Anne Bradley Thomas. Today we'll be using Psalm 23. The Contemplative Sunday School class picked the Psalms last year as their focus to shape and form us, to speak to our hearts and minds, and to draw us to our Creator God. Reflect for yourself what is your intention for participating today. If you have a candle, light it as a reminder that the presence of the Holy Spirit is with us. In Rory De Leon's book, Praying with the Body, Heart, and Soul, he has yoga poses to use with Psalm 23. For our centering time today, we will adapt them for the podcast. He suggests you avoid getting caught up in the mechanics of the gestures and aim for the integration of the body, the heart, and the soul moving in unison in every moment of the prayer. The intention is to be in union with God. My cup overflows. Inhale, stretch and reach out to the one who loves you. Release and exhale, saying, loving God, let me follow you. Inhale, open your hands wide, feeling clarity and wisdom entering every pore of your skin. Release and exhale, saying, your guidance is wise and clear. Inhale and lean forward, placing your hands on your knees, and say, your abundant love brings me rest. Exhale, allowing God's love to surround you and relax you. Inhale, and with your hands, wave away ignorance and anger and self-righteousness. Exhale, letting harmful thoughts go that get in the way. Inhale, resting your hands in your lap, say, But with your help, my harmful thoughts become harmless. Exhale, finding rest, peace, and relaxation. Reach your arms to your side, acknowledging life brings suffering. Inhale, breathe in God's mercy, freeing your heart from fear. Release and exhale. Inhale and say, your loving kindness helps me cope. Exhale. Slowly wrap your arms around yourself to give yourself a hug. Inhale, look to the sky, lifting your heart, receiving God's goodness and mercy. Exhale, saying, my heart is overjoyed, my God. Put your hands at your heart and say, Lord, in your house, I am welcome always. Exhale, rest your body, heart, and soul in God's hands. Sitting comfortably, your spine long, eyes and facial muscle relaxed. Be aware of the divine presence as you pay attention to your breath. As distractions come up today, know that you can return to your breath to help bring your awareness back to God. Continue to rest in God's loving kindness and be welcomed home for another few cycles of breathing.
Before our first reading, we will open in prayer from the call to worship from last Sunday's service. Dear God, Creator, Redeemer, Sanctifier, now and forever, from our place of need we come to worship. From our places of abundance we come to worship. With hope in our hearts we come to worship. With praise on our lips we come to worship. As you have gathered us here, let us worship you. Amen. The first reading will be the King James Version of Psalm 23. Calvin Surveilled in his book, Voicing God's Psalms, reminds us that Psalm 23 follows up the struggle of Psalm 22, which is a prayer for deliverance from mortal illness, and it leads into Psalm 24, a liturgy on entering the sanctuary where one worships the King of glory and God's holy place. As you rest in the silence after the reading, remember when was the first time you heard this psalm? What did it mean to you as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult? What did it mean to others in your life? How has it comforted you at different times in your life? Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Kevin Adams' book, 150, Finding Your Story in the Psalms, he says that according to Rabbi Margaret Mowers Winnig, Psalm 23 is the ideal Sabbath song. Adams also quotes Rabbi Herschel that the Sabbath is God's good gift designed to restore the human soul. Each Sabbath is an invitation for the community to participate in eternity. Adams quotes Herschel, On Sabbath, we cease from our striving and scurrying and remember we are creation, not creator. Six days a week, we wrestle the world, wringing profit from the earth. On the Sabbath, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in the soul. The world has our hands, but our soul belongs to someone else. In the silence after the reading from the NRSV, perhaps reflect on when do you trust God and rest as a creature made in God's image. 
Psalm 23, The Divine Shepherd, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Our next reading will be hymn 803, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need. It is sung by a Carmelite brother, Alphonsus Mary. The commentary under the hymn says it is written by Isaac Watts, and the melody serves as a living stream to carry the text. In the silence afterwards, perhaps hum the tune or repeat, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need. My We will now listen to Robert Alter's translation from Hebrew. Alter is a Hebrew scholar, and he notes that the viewpoint of the poem is in the here and now. Instead of one silence at the end of the psalm, we will read through the poem once, and then again slowly, with time between each line for reflection. 
Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In grass meadows he makes me lie down, by quiet waters guides me. My life he brings back, he leads me on pathways of justice for his name's sake. Though I walk in the veil of death's shadow, I fear no harm, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, it is they that console me. You set out a table before me in the face of my foes. You moisten my head with oil, my cup overflows. Let but goodness and kindness pursue me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for many long days. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In green meadows he makes me lie down, by quiet waters guides me. My life he brings back, he leads me on pathways of justice for his name's sake. Though I walk in the veil of death's shadow, I fear no harm, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, it is they that console me. You set out a table before me in the face of my foes. You moisten my head with oil, my cup overflows. Let thy goodness and kindness pursue me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for many long days. Ray Vanderland has a video on YouTube about Psalm 23 titled Walking with God in the Desert, where he leads a study group on a trip on a mountainside in Israel. They're visiting during the dry season, and from a distance, it looks like a dry, brown, dusty, barren place. Ray explains that there is humidity in the air at night as the breeze comes off the Mediterranean Sea. The moisture condenses on the edge of the rocks, and you can find little tufts of green around the rocks. There's one mouthful here, a few steps, another mouthful. There's also dew at the break of day that might provide the source of clean, pure water. These green pastures are not for everything you need for the rest of your life. The shepherd will only get the sheep what they need for right now. Our next reading will be Hymn 473, Shepherd Me, O God. It was written by Martin Hagen, and he wrote it during the winter when there was eight or nine feet of snow on the ground. Ray said that a rabbi once said, worry is dealing with tomorrow's problems on today's pastures. In the silence after the hymn, perhaps, close your eyes and let an image of today's pasture come into focus and pray from that standpoint.
Put me, O oh God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death into life. God is my shepherd, so nothing shall I want. I rest in the meadows of faithfulness and love. I walk by the quiet waters of peace. Shepherd me, O oh God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death into and truth, my spirit shall sing the music of your name. Shepherd me, O oh God, beyond my wants, beyond my fears, from death Alter notes that in verse 3, the speaker glides from the sheep metaphor to speaking of himself in human terms. 
We will listen to multiple versions of verse 3. They will be Robert Alter, Nan Merrill's contemplative interpretation, Eugene Peterson's contemporary paraphrase, Rory DeLeon's contemporary psalm, and Stephen Mitchell's adaption from the Hebrew. In the silence afterwards, perhaps consider what path you are being called to live out your faith on. The Lord is my shepherd, my life he brings back. He leads me on pathways of justice for his name's sake. O oh, my beloved, you are my shepherd, you restore my soul, you lead me in the path of goodness to follow love's way. God, my shepherd, true to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. O oh, source of all life's goodness, you teach me contentment and true happiness, that grass is not greener where I am not. In times of trouble, chaos, and calamity, let me be wise and turn to you for comfort. The Lord is my shepherd. He refreshes my soul. He guides me on the path of righteousness so that I may serve him with love. Say your own prayer of thanksgiving for this time today before the closing prayer. The closing prayer was written by Cole Arthur Riley and was used as the prayer for confession last Sunday. God of abundance, forgive us for the systems we have made which demand that the vulnerable be sacrificed at the altar. We protect the powerful and important with such deliberate care and attention while accepting the fate of the poor to be what it is. Our efforts to bring change are more often rooted in guilt charity than strategic power and resource redistribution. Free us from this that we may look at our neighbor who does not have enough, not in pity, but in conviction, that we would awake to how our malformed hungers affect the provisions of others. Implant in us a deep desire to see dignity affirmed and not demeaned, a desire for flourishing, but never at the expense of another. And may those who have lived too far long in scarcity be given their rightful portion that every inheritance would be restored in your presence. Amen. <laughs> 